You're quite hostile. I got a right to be hostile, man. My people been persecuted. I think so. Yep. Okay, good. So, uh, I'm your host, uh, Dino Corvino, and I'm here with Eric Thornton. Welcome to the podcast. This podcast is uh, episode number three of the Here You Are podcast, and uh, yeah, so uh, so you and I went and saw the Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight together. Not in Vegas or anything, but we went to a local bar and watched it. Right? We did. So, what'd you think of the experience of watching? Let's let's just. Yeah, let's define what we're talking about. So, it's a it was a worldwide. We're just going to say phenomenon. You know, I mean, pretty much a good portion of the world was going to watch that fight that night. You know, and uh, and you and I watched it at a at a Mexican restaurant in the basement of a local mall, and uh, so it was it was a unique thing. So that first, sounds really cheesy the way you put it, but I know is, that is essentially correct. Right. So, I mean, even if it's a really nice Mexican restaurant, I mean, we, we were still in the basement of a mall at a Mexican restaurant. And, uh, I mean, it's a great Mexican restaurant. I've eaten there quite a lot. Quite like their food and stuff. So, um, but still, you know. So, what did you think about sort of the collective experience of watching it at the bar? Had you ever watched sort of a, a, a boxing match at a, at a pay, or a pay-per-view like that before? Not, I don't think pay-per-view. I've watched fights before, but it wasn't... You know, there weren't people there because of the fight. It right. It happened to be on a Friday night or Saturday or something. And, you know, there's a fight on TV. Yeah. Some people were cheering it on. Some people weren't. And other people, most people weren't paying attention. This one was, it was something else. I mean, it was like going to uh, like a Super Bowl game. Yeah. Too much for me. Oh, it was? Okay. Not so... my, not my, my uh, scene, I guess. I mean, I'm not, I, th- I'm not, I don't really like crowds. Right, so. right. And so the, the nice, so uh, it, you know, if if you're familiar with pay per view boxing, the main event of the fight usually, you know, starts between like ten thirty and eleven o'clock because it's Vegas, and you know they want you to pay for a five hour spectacle of you know fifty different fights or whatever it is. And so we got there at seven ish, right around seven, right? Eight ish. Eight, seven or eight? Okay, yeah. we got there early, but to our to our benefit, we got seats right at the bar. Right next to the biggest TV in the place. Right, exactly, which really didn't help us after <laughs> Tall Guy showed up. Um, but, uh, so there were there were TVs all over the place, and yes, we were right next to the biggest thing, and we had seats. We had seats at the bar. And so, you know, we I think that that was a pretty relaxed time because, you know, there, there were people behind us who stood for four or three hours or something, you know, at a certain point, it was it it really did become standing room only. Yeah, you know, which I thought was fascinating. That you know, word of mouth. And by the way, I don't know if you caught this, but the bar didn't advertise that they were doing it. No, you know, they couldn't legally, right? Right, exactly. So that was that was another thing. Um, I think people in town, like I did, just went around to the places they could think of and started calling or stopping in and finding out who was playing. Right. You know, I, and this happened to be the only bar in the city that was playing it. Yep, exactly. It was, and so, you know, the the price of of the for the bar was really quite high. You know, it was an expensive pay per view, but 
you know, it, I really, so I, I mean, I've been to, I've gone to, you know, bars for boxing pay-per-views and UFC pay-per-views, and I come from sort of boxing people. Like, my father and I drove to, when I was a boy, we drove to Green Bay from Wausau to watch Tyson fight Michael Spinks on closed-circuit television. Really? So, right. Nice. And so back then, what it was, closed-circuit was, the the technology was the sort of the similar to pay-per-view. You'd go somewhere, you'd buy a ticket, you'd sit around, and you'd watch the fight, and you'd leave. And so in the case of, you know, Tyson Spinks, we were at a, at a, like a theater, like a seated traditional theater at in Green Bay somewhere. And, you know, the fight took 90 seconds, and then we got back in the car and drove home, so... <laughs> New legislation in Wyoming will allow bear hunters to carry automatic weapons with silencers. When asked to comment, a bear said, Rawr! You know, that was kind of kind of fun, but uh, so I, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and I and I thought it was it was a really nice it was a nice experience, you know, even though um this there wasn't any sound. I didn't really need there to be any. I mean, I don't remember there being any sound like I don't remember hearing the commentators voices or anything some of the tvs had closed caption on and that was that was interesting but really i i you know i thought it was i thought it was a good time i didn't know you were uncomfortable with the crowds and usually that's my role is being uncomfortable with the crowd you know but well, you know what happened with the sound was i had gotten there a few minutes before you and i was downstairs talking to them okay and they had just put they had a new speaker a sound system put in just for this fight okay apparently they were planning on doing it anyway but they had it um, ramped up so that they could be ready for this fight and there was feedback on the speakers there was crackling on the speakers it wasn't wired correctly so as we were there you know it was like 8 eight thirty. the bar wasn't there wasn't really a whole lot of people in the right. bar they had the sound system people in checking stuff out so I don't think they could turn the volume up oh. loud enough I think they wanted to there was sound I could hear it every once in a while you right. couldn't really follow the whole the commentators we ended up watching it closed caption but um, I don't think they could turn it up loud enough. Yeah, Nobody I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it was really loud. I mean, yeah, that was, it was fun. You know, I mean, we were, it was a, a U-shaped bar, and we were seated on the U, the bottom part of the U. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was great was on one side of the bar in front of us, in one corner, was a bunch of Manny Pacquiao fans. <laughs> and on the other side were these two, I'm just going to say drunk bros, who were just right. yelling at, at the... Manny Pacquiao fans throughout the evening, which I thought was fun, but you know, yeah, and for me, I, I'm glad somebody finally shut them up. Yeah, I don't want to go to a bar and listen to that guy yell the whole time. Right, watch those two dudes yell. He, yeah, and they were really dudes. If I'm know? on the other side of the bar and you slam your hands down on the bar, I don't want my drink to vibrate. Yeah, that was you're, something, wasn't you're it? Too like too wild. Yeah, he just you know, hey, you you've been going to CrossFit or powerlifting because right. you're making the whole bar shake, numb nuts. You know, and what was, you know, when they got there, I'm like, oh, fuck. Because, you know, I mean, we, we both spent a good portion of our lives in bars. And, and I have less tolerance for a drunk guy than than I think a lot just because of, you know, being a bouncer for so long. And I just thought, oh, shit, he's close enough that at some point he's going to look over and yell something at me. So, I'm, you know, just because drunk guy just yells at random people. That's my experience. Yep. And so I was terrified it was going to be me, and uh, and what was Don't nice worry, is the drunk guy that yells at the people it usually ends up being me because I'm the biggest guy. Right? Yeah, place. you're the tall guy, and so I'm the that's good. One. So 
you know, people just assume that I'm the one that's you know trying to pick the fight. Or right. Something, yeah. So. And so it was nice that their attention was focused across the bar, you know, even though they were just, they were just the worst examples of bro, you know, I've seen in a long time. I mean, I don't get out that much anymore, but holy fuck, were those guys idiots. Sorry, holy cow, were those guys idiots, you know. Yeah, that's what I don't like about going out these days as I get older. I don't want to deal with the bro. Right. It just And the thing of it is is I think those guys were older than we were. Right. That's what I At think least one too. Of them. Yep. I think they yeah, I think they were drunker or they were older than us, but yet they, you know, had a had a full plate of woo in them and it was just you know, I don't I don't get that anymore. I mean, I don't I didn't even get that in my 20s, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I just enjoy yourself but you don't need to, your enjoyment doesn't need to spread to everybody around you, you know. It doesn't need to be a shared, you know, you don't need me to affirm your, your, you know, your funness, so. Yes, yeah, so, you know, so I'm not a big fight guy. I don't necessarily know what was going on with all of the technical sure. ins and outs of the fight, but it was kind of dull. Right. So in that respect, you want more of the atmosphere. You know, for me, anyway. Yep. So I wasn't I wasn't that thrilled by it being so crowded. Yeah, but we did we did eat dinner. We did. And we had, uh, I think we had like a second round of appetizers or nachos or something. You know, at some point. You know, or we ordered them with our dinner. So. We had way too much food. Yeah, we did have way too much food, but we still, you know, it was still worth it. I mean, God, and and. You you were drinking like gin, I think, so that was kind of fun, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, gin and tonics. Was it good? Was the gin good? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, it's good. You know, like it's a gin. nice summertime drink. So, uh, so what did you think about? So the big thing is, is you know, what did you think about? Uh, I mean, this is sort of a really kind of broad question, but you know, did you have any sense that okay, this is this is something like worldwide happening here we're all like it's not just you know a hundred thousand people watching this this is something bigger than that yes and only because it was boxing okay if it was say the super bowl or some playoff football game it wouldn't have been the same because everybody's a fair weather fan when it comes to super bowls or playoff games especially in you know a, a statewide area like wisconsin where the packers are second to none you get, you know, that sense of, of things in, in various cities. Right. But I think because boxing is so obscure and there were so many people getting wild and yelling and cheering on, and whether they were Pacquiao or, or Money Mayweather fans, it didn't really matter. Right. And, you know, they were cheering on whoever they wanted to win. And for that, I think, yeah, it felt like something big. You mentioned these two together. It's just like a ring ding. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought... Uh... The reason I kind of came away with this sense of, okay, this is a little bit bigger than just, you know, the UFC at tailgates on a Saturday night, was it was someplace that I'd never been on a, on a weekend night, and it was a lot of people I'd never seen before, and it was, it was a place where I, it was a place that I didn't expect it to be, you know, this idea that we're in the basement of a mall at a Mexican restaurant watching a pay-per-view with 
150 other people? That that seemed like a unique sensation to me. Yeah. And I think, you know, who are we with? Tony, you know, you and Tony yeah. were talking about the technical aspects of the fight. And everybody in the place was cheering on every little punch, every little Pacquiao jab. Not understanding that those necessarily weren't good punches. Right. They weren't doing him any benefit. Nope. But it didn't matter. Right. You had this whole group of 100, 200 people cheering on somebody for doing something that they didn't really understand. That's something bigger than right. your average Saturday night. Exactly. I, you know, and it was, you know, as a boxing guy, I just kept thinking, God, I hate Floyd Mayweather. I, but holy shit, is he good at this? I mean, he's really good at being this guy. This guy is just an annoying ass. But holy crap, is he is he good at it? I mean, because you know he really is just a a perfect defensive fighter. You know, and it's if he wasn't so annoying, if he could if he could get people to like him in any way. You know, I think that the boxing press would would change their tune and really be talking about him in, you know, the historic elite echelon. But he's such a jerk that you know he's never he's just never going to get a fair shake that way. So, as a sports guy, though, do you think that that your personal behavior, person, whatever it is that people don't like about you personally, comes into the sport itself? Sure. Football, Abs- basketball, yeah, baseball. absolutely. But it didn't seem to come into that in boxing. I mean, if anybody's going to get a bad rap, it's going to be Mayweather. And and he does, and he does have a, a very bad rap. You know, he I does, mean, but he's undefeated, right? So he's obviously not getting that bad rap from any ref, any judge. Oh no, no, he's but still, right? Technically superior. Yes, I mean the 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 thing with that is that judges, you know judges more than anything there's there's like they have to take classes and they're you're a certified judge it's not just you know they're not just picking people at the commission doesn't pick people at random you have to be certified and eligible and in order to to work a fight like that you have to have a a judging resume so that you know they can look at it and go okay this guy can see this other guy doesn't see i'll reject that it's it's like jury selection in a lot of ways you know so Hmm. it really you know those guys who judge those fights, you know, those those are elite elite boxing judges. They're not, you know, they're not sort of you know guys picked at random off the street. So, you know, they're they, I I always for the most part trust boxing judges to at least see what's happening. You know, right. I you know I mean, his his greatness as a as a tactician or a tactical fighter is really sort of unrivaled. I mean. It, the whole world would like you know him to be knocked out, but he's never. I mean, no one hits him. No one hits the guy. So there's there's just sort of no way around that. But you know what what everybody was screaming for was, you know they want they want blood. You know they want this to be, you know, a Mike Tyson right. style spectacle. But you know that that sort of thing doesn't come along very often, and when it does, it doesn't you know. It doesn't leads go to for 12 rounds. Right, it sure. never goes to 12 rounds. And so if you pay $100 for a pay-per-view that's 98 seconds long, you're going to be pretty pissed off. So, yeah, I mean, so... Uh, Worldwide spectacle. Yeah, so what did you... Th- so, what did, did you... Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, 
the bar itself, you know. Had you ever been there before? Oh, no, you and I have had lunch there. We had lunch there once, oh, right? Yeah, I've been there many times. Oh, oh, many times. Okay. I'd only yeah. been there, you know, the two times. I've only been there twice, and I've never been there at night. Had you ever been there at night? Uh, a few times. Oh, okay. Olivia likes to go and listen to the music and eat chips. Oh, yeah? So, oh, yeah, okay. That's cool. Times. I didn't know that. So, is... uh. They They're seem opening to have the upstairs huh? this week. They're opening the upstairs bar this week. Yeah, we should I, go back and revisit. Exactly, we we will because I have obviously a lot of free time. But you know, <laughs> I I have seen the upstairs. Mark Mark showed me the upstairs one day. He and I had our, our friend Mark Craig. We had lunch and he wanted to show me the upstairs, and so that was kind of nice. It really is. It's a strange. It is a strange spot. I mean, to to come back to Wausau a little bit, there have been. How many restaurants have been in there since you started paying attention? Three. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's three or four. Like the barbecue joint was in there for a while, right? Oh, I don't even remember that. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, I think it's three or four restaurants have been in there since, you know, I've been paying attention, and it's just, I you always just hope that they're gonna make it, you know, so. They seem to be making it. Yeah. So I wonder how this is this will help their business having this this caliber of an event there. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's going to sort of if those people become repeat customers, you know, if the investment in getting the fight for the, you know, for that night turns into, you know, repeat customers people know, okay, these, you know, like I live in Weston outside of Wausau and so we there's a bar in my community where you know, they get all the UFC fights. And, you know, so if you don't want to get the pay-per-view, you can just go to tailgates and watch it. And that creates, you know, sort of, that's their brand. That's what they do. So, yeah. So going back to this idea of a worldwide spectacle in Warsaw, sure. you know, how do you think this turnout has, has it changed the, any outlook for the city for future type events? See, I think the deal is, I think that the deal is that it wasn't, it, it's not something that can be cashed in on, you know, I don't think that there's any real sense that, you know, that it happened, you know, like the, the people that were there watched it and it really only applies to that. I think if you look at larger events that that more that happen on a larger scale then then you can look at you know like if so for example what i would compare it to is uh if they decide to show the new star wars movie at the grand theater where i saw the first star wars movie by the way i saw the first jurassic park there that was pretty fun right so if they decide to do something that's that culturally significant you know, on a larger scale that more people are involved in, then maybe it can turn into something. But, you know, it's it's pretty hard. You know, it's pretty hard to sort of transcend those 150 people who were there in the moment. You know, I don't think that it goes much past that. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's not something you can cash in on, you know have your handful of events that everyone knows about so the thrill is gone I guess. yeah you know, nobody's 
that interested in the Super Bowl that wouldn't probably prefer to watch it from their living room. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, I'm not a big football guy. I'm not a big pro football guy, but it seems to me that there is a movement in America that my couch is the best place to watch a football game. Right. You know, that, you know, football stadiums are having to do more and be more, you know, in order to get people to even come to the football game, that it's, you know, it's not just the football game that they're watching. You know, like baseball games are are this way. You know, you got to have Bernie Brewer and, you know, you got to have music between each inning. It's not just enough to watch, to sit there and watch a Brewer game. There's got to be, you know, something for the kid. You got to be able to take the kids to go do something during the game. You know, you got to be able to, there's a, there's two restaurants in Miller Park. There's, you know, God knows how many different souvenir stands and different activities where you can have your pictures taken. It's, it seems to me that, you know, people are getting more and more homebound as, as, our media options, our televisions specifically, our TVs are just really good. You know, I mean, watching watching a football game on a sixty inch high def television in your house with great sound that that seems like a pretty good deal. You know, for you know what football else is people. interesting too. It, it, you have all of these people that watched the game, the fight on Periscope. Right. We as friends never talked about that. No. Never even talked about the option of it. No. All we wanted to do was go somewhere and watch it. Right. That's interesting to me. And Why? I don't know. I just, as immersed as we are in technology, you think we would have thought about that? And maybe we did. Or maybe you did. And I didn't. Never, never thought about it. But you know, I think I even I checked Twitter, Periscope while I was in the bar watching the fight to see how many other people were talking about it. But it never dawned on me to sit and watch it from my living room on Periscope. Right. There yep. was just something about going to the place, being surrounded by all of those people that make me uncomfortable, that made it more appealing. Right. The shared collective experience, there's some va- validity in that. Is that know. because of our age group, do you think? Or is that because, I don't know, that's just what we're accustomed to? or I think that at some point, I'm going to say it's a Midwestern thing, and I don't really think that that's right. But I because you know there were young people behind us and there were older people in front of us, and I just think that uh, you know the idea of of watching, I just think that televisions still exist in our community. That's what I think, you know. Whereas, you know. There, there are people who have gotten rid of their televisions and, you know, or their cable service or, or, you know, whatever it is. But we still have those. You know, people still use Charter here for cable, you know, for their primary, their first screen. You know, and I'm sure we'll do a podcast about the first screen because I talk about it a lot. But, you know, televisions are, you know, a lot of people wake up and turn on TV but there's another segment in our culture that wakes up and opens their iPad or looks at their smartphone and that be that's their first screen and i still think that we live in a place where the first screen is the television and so the television creates both isolation 
you know, watching the football game at home alone, but it also creates these collected experiences like we had watching the fight together. Yeah, I don't. It, it's an interesting, it's an interesting um, train of thought for me because my first screen is my phone. Yeah. And my second screen is my iPad. I rarely watch TV unless there's something like a House of Cards or a Daredevil that I want to watch. Right. On Netflix, that's really the only time I watch TV, and yet the only place I wanted to watch the fight was on a TV. Right. That's interesting. To but me. it, but it really was the only place you wanted to watch the fight was probably with other people. Yeah. You know, you wanted to take part in the event. Which is interesting in itself because I don't like taking part. Right, exactly. (laughs) I don't like people. Right. So, you know, to put all of that together, it's an interesting juxtaposition of... I mean, I know that I had had a really good time and it was was super cool to see Tony. That was was hilarious. Even though you thought you were a janitor? Yeah, so um, (laughs) Tony... And that was partially my fault. You know, he he asked me what I what I was doing, and I told him I got let go. And he asked me where I worked, and I said oh, I work in healthcare. And somehow he made the jump from that to me being a janitor at Aspirus. And I thought I'm not going to correct this. You know, I see I talk to him three times a year. I'm just gonna. It's okay that you think I'm a janitor, buddy. I I guess you know, fine. But uh, yeah, that was that was really a hoot. But you know, it was funny because he's a guy from my childhood. I mean, like I don't really even know anything about the guy. Like I think this is so. This is my story of him in my head. Was he a mailman? Not that he's ever told me. Okay, so do you do you know? But of I've a... known him since I was. I think before I could drive. Okay, so my first experience was with with him was he would be in the Y, the YMCA, yeah. when, on Saturdays sometimes when my parents would drop me off, yeah. and that was it. That you know that's how it started, but it was never anything more than that, you know. And then occasionally he'd come down to the bar that I worked at, you know, but not that often. And so for some reason I just thought he was a mailman. You know, but he thought I was a janitor, so I suppose that's okay. You know, well, I'm pretty sure he was delivering things. But okay, well that's good. Okay, mail. so that's what it is. All right, I had no idea. I just assumed maybe that's what somebody told me. He's, he's a delivery man. I'm like, oh, he's a mailman. Okay, because that's how my head worked. But yeah, that's funny. Okay, good. Yeah, it was nice to to you know him to think I was a janitor. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so. Uh, Let's talk about our endorsements for the week. I'm going right. to let you go first. I've got three. As do I. Okay, so you go ahead. I went I went documentary this week. Oh, here we go. There's two documentaries coming out. One's coming out sooner than the other, but um, I've seen a lot about the Carol Spinney documentary. Carol Spinney, for those of you who don't know, is Big Bird. He's been Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch for the last 45 years. Is it the one called I Am Big Bird? I Am Big Bird, the Carol Spinney story. And apparently it's a very affectionate affectionate portrait of the man. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I have seen the trailer for it, and that does look amazing. And as I was looking up that on Amazon, I came across a movie that I think, a documentary that I think I need to see. It's called The Soul Boys of the Western World. 
and it's a documentary about Spandau Ballet. Oh, God. Do you remember Spandau Ballet? I do remember See, Spandau. I'm a kid of the 80s, and I, I loved do. New Wave. And so this doc is all about their rise and their fall and their comeback. You know, they came back in 2009, went on a world tour. They've got new albums. It's They've really become something since they came out in the 70s. If so, you if you start carrying a lunchbox to work again <laughs> or cuffing no. your pants, we're going to have a problem. That. Wow. Okay, go ahead. What's the third one? And the third one is Periscope. Yeah. So you, I think that uh, it's got a lot of potential, and I, I'm going to try to start using it more. I watched some of the Tony Robinson protesters sure. in Madison through Periscope, and it's fascinating to me. We should try to find a way to, and this would change our podcast immensely, but we should try to find a way to podcast or to Periscope us while we're recording. Yeah, definitely. I'd have to, you know, put on pants or something, but still, <laughs> you know, we come up with something. No, yeah, we definitely should. I think that we should at least explore the medium if it doesn't go anywhere right. in the world. At least we gave it a try, but I think that it has great potential and could become something big. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, what's it's just it's so cool that bandwidth is so plentiful now that, you know, I mean, God, just I was trying to remember. Oh, yeah, that's it. The, the video sharing service, Seismic, S-E-E-S-M-I-C. Mm-hmm. out of France like it was you know they talked about it like it was this big revelation that okay you can you know you can watch each other in real time and video you can post videos and stuff and people were really doing it and it was it never really took off it was just sort of they proved that they could do it and now it's like yeah we can really like I watched uh, I watched somebody's commute to work one day or part of their commute to work because I don't have the attention span but literally it was just you know a guy walking into the subway riding the subway a couple of stops and walking out of the subway and I'm like it's the dumbest shit right but it's so but like you know the thing is it's it's if you can find the thing you're that you're interested in it's going to be compelling for Christ's sake I'm inter- I I subscribe to the most absurd shit on on YouTube you know, there's there's going to be somebody out there who's going to make a a pot or a, a periscope thing about you know packing luggage, and I'm going to be like, that's it. I'm going to follow that dude. You know, right? So, yeah. so I think there's a way that we can utilize that, and that we can get others to utilize it. Yeah. So that's my app recommendation for this. Good. Podcast. All right. So my three are. Uh, let me see here. Oh yeah, okay. So I wrote uh, my endorsement list. My it's titled endorsements. My first one is right is uh, endorsement. Okay. So the first, uh, my first one is the history of hip hop, which we'll have to add a link to. Um, so it's someone took the time to do like sixty minute mixes of the history of hip hop by year. And I think it starts in 1973 and goes up until 2005. And there's there's a, an MP3 for each year. And just like you and I were talking before, the idea that I got to hear Biz Marquee today was such a was such a revelation. I'm like, that was just super cool. So 
I really liked that. I liked that, you know, and I don't know, I don't know what the copyright situation is. To be fair, I don't give a crap. So and can you download them? Or you can. Yep. You can just download them. Yep. So I just downloaded them and I put them on my iPod and they're, you know, recognized by iTunes and everything. There's cover art in the whole bit. So iTunes, so they must be something of a big deal. And, uh, music to mow lawn too. Yes. That's exactly what they're for. <laughs> you know, that way I don't have to listen to pot, listen to uh, the Mark Marin podcast while I'm mowing the lawn. So my, uh, second thing was yesterday, Sunday, I went, cause we record this on Monday nights. Uh, I, I went and saw Mad Max heard good things it was it, it's my first five out of five stars or points whatever exclamation points uh movie of 2015 it was just absolutely great you know and i get a kick out of the fact that men's groups are really just stupid men's groups are protesting it you know because oh you know it's a feminist it's really a feminist kind of movie and it has that message so that's kind of fun um i had to go back and watch the road warrior and the mad max movies because i didn't really remember them and to be fair i don't really understand what happened in the movies you know but it was so is it a prequel or i don't think it has any it's a what nope it has nothing to do with them at all gotcha so it's just the guy's name you know tom hardy's character's name is max so i think that's really just about it um, and then my third one is last week I read Ronda, Ronda Rousey's book, uh, My Fight, Your Fight. And it was really, it was a really good book. And it was, not all of it was really good because some of it seemed really sort of contrived. And, you know, I'm a big superstar athlete, so I'm only going to, we're only going to walk up to the, the water so far. But in parts of it, she dove right in and really it was, she she shared a lot more of herself than I expected, you know. Oh, she's, she's the MMA fighter. Right? Yeah, she's the MMA fighter, the superstar. She's on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated this week, as a matter of fact. So, Ooh. yeah. So it's a really good book, and I thought what I really liked about it was there was she has uh, interspersed in the book there there's description of her fight the day of her fight of all of her fights. Fighters are creatures of habit, and they try to you know they want to have one single thought you know for as long as they need it and so she she described the ritual of fight day and it was really kind of cool to sort of see that ritual explained because i think that that's really fun and I, I think that that's a cool part of specifically combat sports so so yeah well we'll get all these links up on the website and yep you can check them out for yourselves exactly so if people want to find us on social media how do they do that here you are wasa.com well yeah here you are wasa.com is the website and then at here you are wasa on twitter that's perfect i think that's all we're using right now i think that's all we're using for like the first six episodes just to get us so we can get out of this embarrassing growing stage yep and at some point we'll probably hey did, did you watch are you a mad men watcher no okay neither am i never seen it i well, watched i think i've seen like one episode but I watched uh, a bunch of clips over the years on YouTube, but I have no context. And then last night was the final, and I watched the final 28 minutes of the yeah. show, and that does that didn't help me understand what was going on. Just so, dull. It was? Yeah, okay. So I, I also didn't watch any of Breaking Bad either. No, me either. So, wow, we both skipped, in a, both skipped two 
what apparently are cultural moments of our time. You know, people well, really you know, seem to but love But they're those. cultural moments because someone told us they were cultural yeah, moments. Yeah, that's true. And I think that the people that are into those are cultural, I don't know what the term is, but I, I don't buy it. Yeah, so. All right, buddy, that's it. All right, good talking to you. Yep, good talking to you. I am the darker brother. I, too, am America. I am here to help you to find and keep your righteous mind. Yeah.